Hey there. I, uh, I don't swear much, but when I do, I do it with a purpose. So just a heads up that this episode contains more profanity than listeners to the show may have become used to from me, but I think there's a purpose behind it. But if you're listening with kids, maybe reconsider or listen at a different time. Okay, let's begin. Hey, it's Jay. And I, I literally, I literally have like pizza in the, in the oven right now. Uh, I have a bunch of episodes that I need to produce for the signature stories mini series that we're doing. I have a bunch of client work that I'm working on today and, and things I'm doing for members of the creator kitchen. And, and right now I'm just letting all of that come to a screeching halt. And, and don't worry, I shut the oven off because sometimes you just have to say something immediately. So here's what I want to say to the endless stream of junk being published on the internet. Thank you. To the people willing to publish crap, thank you. To the charlatans, the hucksters, the spammers, the cheats, thank you. And of course, to the people who abuse AI and use the technology to produce mediocrity at incredible scale, thank you, thank you, thank you. You make it easier for us to stand out. Right now, we're experiencing a moment so very full of junk, crap, charlatans, hucksters, spammers, and cheats, and yes, a ton of people using and abusing AI tools to produce impressively mediocre content at breathtaking scale. To all that, I say, good. When you and I know how to produce original work consistently, when we know what it takes to escape the content hamster wheel, and if you need resources on any of that, check the show notes. But when we know that the job is to create connection, not just create content, then you and I are better positioned than we've ever been to stand out easier and resonate deeper. All thanks to all that junk. Now, they don't know it, but those folks producing endless commodity crap are doing us a service. They make life easier for those of us who are hellbent on doing things with integrity, quality, creativity, and craft at the core. See, it turns out when you know how to shine bright in your own color, a waterfall of gray behind you is pretty useful. You stand in stark contrast to that backdrop. Additionally, it's easier to stand out against this current version of the internet than in a world where everybody shines their own unique colors. For better or worse, that is not the world of the internet right now. But while I'm grateful for what all this junk does in a competitive sense, I'm worried about what this does to the livelihoods of creative people. And I'm fried enough and I'm frustrated enough to finally speak openly and honestly on behalf of my fellow makers and marketers when I say this. I've had enough of the AI bullshit. This is something that author and speaker friends of mine are thinking, but not saying that much, at least not yet. But if my behind-the-scenes conversations are any indication, that's about to change. Now understand, I'm not talking about the tools themselves or what they can do. And I'm only partially annoyed at all this thanks to the trendiness of the idea of AI. No, the reason I'm fed up, and many of my friends are too, is thanks to the rampant 
disrespect of creatives, writers, and artists for, uh, let's see here, the entire history of business. It's just reached a fever pitch today. My problem isn't with the tools themselves. My problem is how decision makers across the business world are selling and buying these tools. It only devalues creative people and their craft even further. Now, yeah, I know some people hearing this might unsubscribe from the show or try to reach me to explain why I'm wrong in all the things I'm about to say. And yes, there are very many nuanced ways to think about AI and very many people are welcome to say very many things about that. I'm not going to be one of them, at least not for a while, because we need to put some weight on the scales back towards balance. I want to thumb the scales in favor of sanity, in favor of the humans doing creative work. If you're expecting me to have a steady take on this stuff because I have a steady take on most things, you're going to be disappointed. I'll explain more about that in a minute. But first, let me be brutally honest and Waterford crystal clear. People are already losing work and losing jobs because of generative AI. My inbox is filling up with readers and listeners complaining that their boss wants them to use these tools to write or create something, all while these creators recognize it hurts their work and it actually risks hurting their brand. Even more alarming, I'm seeing some emails from some people who were laid off entirely while the company asks marketers who are left to do more with less, pointing to AI to justify why that's possible. I even had one subscriber who shared a story about how she was laid off and then watched her previous employer backfill her role with an entry-level marketer, tasking that person with producing tons of content generated wholesale by AI. Two months later, she said, when that backfired, they also laid off that junior person. This is madness. This is Sparta. Now, I completely recognize that some people might go, ah, yeah, sure, Jay. But this devaluing of the content creator and the storyteller, none of that is new in business. Just because it's true, though, doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean I have to accept it. To quote Ted Lasso, believing that things can get better, man, that's fundamental to being alive. This is not about shouting at others. This is about showing others. And so I say, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Executive Buying AI Tools, your content is crap and that's the problem. More crap isn't the answer. In fact, pushing harder to produce more crap will only give us brand hemorrhoids. Brandroids? Hemorrhoiding? Heavenly Executive, we are not in the reach business. We are in the resonance business. Although evil forces tempt us into believing that the job of marketing is to get in front of people, we know the job is to ensure they care. Once they do, they might act. And when they act, we see results. And may we see endless results. May we always refrain from spraying yet another fire hose full of gray onto this world. Instead, oh executive, let us shine our own unique color to stand out easier and resonate deeper against the sameness. And may we find and uplift those creative individuals capable of producing work such as this. Let us embrace that we don't need to produce more volume if we know how to produce things that are more valuable. Let us never fail to remember that better things perform better. That connection is the real job, not content. And that 
those of us communicating with the world ought not to market more, but instead to matter more. Because when we matter more, we need to hustle for attention less. We pray that we remember this and that we work by this forever and ever. Amen. Listen, call me crazy, but I don't think praying things will work out is a smart strategy. I know, right? What a jerk I am making you listen to that whole thing just to rip the rug out from under you like that. Well, imagine how the people in my inbox feel when the rug gets ripped out from under them in their jobs. We need two things to happen. Number one, influential voices who are part of the business world, not outside of it, and who already carry weight with executives, those people need to start speaking openly and honestly about their concerns. And number two, we all need to loudly support whichever generative AI companies actually find a way to marry their behavior and their stated values. Because while they're saying they support creativity and don't want to pave a path towards replacing people, the reality doesn't match the values that they state. So if we support the companies that match those two things together, well, we might influence more of those companies because nothing influences execs quite like being outpaced by a competitor who's getting celebrated more than you are. Now, I feel really good about the first thing, influencers starting to speak up a little bit more. It's already happening, and I think the floodgates are about to burst. But number two, that second thing, that's a lot more complicated. I really believe that companies building generative AI tools are staffed by a lot of wonderful people, people who believe in the stuff I'm saying here. They genuinely want to empower makers and marketers and not devalue them, not pave a path towards employers replacing them. But the fact remains that their internal incentives and the incentives of their investors do not align with those values. It's only a company value if you're willing to turn away opportunity to remain true to it. But time and time again, we see in business incentives beat intentions. So unless a company changes their incentives first, they aren't really in a position to stand true to these values, to execute according to the things that I see many wonderful people at these businesses saying. Those values end up about as effective as Ted Lasso taping a sign to the wall that says belief. It's the actions that follow, not the value itself, which make a difference. Are these companies incentivized to live up to these values that I keep hearing from many of their teammates? I don't think they are, especially when so many have taken on so much venture capital at this point. Remember, VC is rocket fuel. Hyper growth is the goal by design. But what could they do, given the right incentives, given the marriage of values to their behavior. Here are five suggestions. Number one, proactively seek out external regulatory measures and vocally support them, not self-regulation either. Number two, through more of their marketing, these companies can take back the narrative from the broad macro level story about generative AI to instead correct the misconceptions which lead to short-sighted decisions by executives. The name of the technology is a great starting point, generative AI. What does that convey? It conveys the tool generates content. Well, what else currently generates content at a business? People. But what if a company selling these tools stood up to say, hey, actually, that's a misconception. We don't call it generative AI because these tools are best used as a kind of cheap intern or a brainstorm buddy or an unblocker of an idea or a piece of the process. So we're going to call our tools assistive AI. That 
would be a step in the right direction. Now, right now, that's not going to happen because tech companies are happy to let the misconceptions persist because they benefit financially. But remember, it's only a company value if you're willing to turn away opportunities to stand behind it. Number three, these companies can require trainings and certifications of new users the way a company selling heavy machinery or vehicles or weaponry would or should. And I said require these, not offer these. Do they have a license to operate this thing? Maybe they should. Number four, of course, this is foundational to any of this and really much more than this conversation too. These companies need to show executives why they should listen to their in-house marketers and creatives who are standing for their values, but in a business not incentivized to listen. Because those creatives and marketers, they're not lackeys carrying the executive's water. They're part of the team. They understand how this will affect both the market and your brand. So if you're an executive, listen to them, take them seriously. And number five, to help executives take marketers and creators more seriously. Companies that sell these AI tools could offer trainings and resources, and they can focus these trainings and resources on the frontline or manager level marketers and makers, not to tell them how to use the tools, they probably have those trainings too, but more so to give the language, the techniques, the vision to these creative people to better communicate with executives so that they can advocate for their own self-worth and compensation. Imagine an AI company running an event series and focusing that event series not on the future of AI or how to use their tools, but how a creative person can better speak to executives given the onslaught of AI short-sightedness. That would be so powerful. And guess which company those people would trust more and buy from more when it's time to buy tools. By the way, if you're an AI company, if you're listening to this, if you're at one of these businesses, maybe let's talk. None of this stuff is really the ethical use of AI, though of course that matters a ton. No, this is what I'm calling the principled use of AI. We have to match the behavior and the stated principles. But until these companies are willing to turn away opportunity like sales and user growth to stay true to those principles, I'm going to remain worried and I'm going to get louder. I'm also going to encourage you and my fancy friends in the industry to do the same thing. We need a counterweight to the current overriding momentum. We need a healthy give and take because, by the way, that will lead to something more beneficial for all involved than any pure optimism or pure cynicism would allow for. But right now, the cynics, or at least the critics, are being drowned out. Those calls are coming from outside the house, meaning the people who are not in the business world, who don't look like colleagues or friends who, quote, get it, government, media, and academia. Those are the ones currently critiquing and criticizing. We need more people inside the business world to do so. What if influencers started to speak out? What if business storytellers or current and former executives could thumb the scales back in favor of principled use of AI? If we start calling out the BS without holding back or couching it, and if we inspire executives to think better about this stuff, and if we equip creators to advocate better for themselves, that's a world I want to live in. To quote Ted Lasso again, and if we can do that, if each of us can truly do that, can't nobody rip that apart. From here on out, really, this is about 
inspiring change, not demanding it. We'll make way more progress long-term by showing others what we know, not shouting at others. But, you know, sometimes. I mean, sometimes. What I'm trying to say is, sometimes you need to shout a little bit more. The devaluing of the people that make this world rich and interesting, that move others to take an action, action which benefits them, and also the businesses laying these people off, underpaying them, overlooking them because of a tool that spits out goddamn nothingness, junk, absolute bullshit. Are you fucking kidding me? Respect creatives, respect writers, respect artists, pay creatives, pay writers, pay artists, or kindly fuck off. God. So sick of this.